Good morning. God bless you. It's podcast day. Hey, sure love you. Thank God for you. Uh, let's start in prayer today. You know, I do things differently according to how, I don't know if it's my mood or how the Holy Spirit moves me. Hopefully, hopefully it's how the Holy Spirit's moving and guiding me. But let me just pray for you this morning. Lord, we thank you now. We come to you in prayer. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that prayer is holy. It's a, a set-apart language. It's an operation of heaven. And so, Lord, I, I pray now, and I ask for peace now. I ask for mental clarity in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, and I release and speak healing. I speak blessing. I speak life in the mighty name of Jesus. May it manifest now, wherever we're listening from, wherever we are today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, amen, and God bless you. I want to get into something not different. Uh, you know, uh, this is how I preach. I don't try to come up with something, preach podcast, you know, whatever, wherever I'm at speaking. I don't try to come up with something for that day or uh, fill a, a, an hour spot, you know, talking. Uh, but I seek the Lord. I, I, you know, I ask God, what do you want me to say to your people? And this message I've been preaching this year it's not because I can't preach anything else or I don't know any other subjects. It's just uh, God continually is bringing this before me, and this is the season we're in. So get your Bible out, get your notebook out, invite somebody on you know social media, uh, text somebody on your phone if you're watching on your phone, tell them to tune in or tell them to catch this in a rebroadcast, but I'd rather you get on here live. Amen. Um, start off, get your Bible and go into 1 Timothy 4 and 1. And the Bible's very clear to us, and I want you to see this. Lord, I ask you to open their eyes, ears uh, to hear and to understand and to see everything that's happening according to the Scriptures. Uh, a lot of what Paul was teaching uh, in Timothy, in, in, in the letters, uh, he was dealing with a prophetic or prophecy concerning the future to come. A lot of it was warning. A lot of it was insight to protect us and warn us and, and to prepare us to get us ready. But here we see in 1 Timothy, and I want to talk about today, if I get it all out, I got a pretty uh, heavy assignment, but uh, I want to talk about mental disturbance, because not only do we see the world is, has been mentally disturbed, but we see it seeping into the church. Now, my assignment, yeah, in a sense, is the world, but as a pastor, I don't pastor the world, I pastor the body of Christ, I pastor those who God has sent to me, are those who God will send to me. That's my assignment according to Hebrews. So uh, the world is mentally disturbed. We know that the body of Christ should not be confused, should not be mentally disturbed. We should be very sound. We should be of a sound mind. Uh, we should be uh, very precise in our thoughts. We should be very disciplined in our thoughts. We should not be swayed by Satan, uh, by what he's trying to make us, you know, believe or, you know, I don't know. We should be sound. Let's look at this now. It says, now the spirit speaketh expressly um, in latter times. So this was pointing towards the future when this was written. Now uh, the spirit being the Holy Spirit, he's speaking and it says expressly, the word expressly uh, really, it's retos is the Greek, but it means expressed word openly. It, it also means to manifest, to be loud, to be heard. It's of importance that you hear what's coming next. And what's coming next is that some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 
Some shall depart from faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Second scripture we're going to build on today is Ephesians 2 and 2. And I'll read that to you. You can go back and, and get your notes later, whatever you want to do. But it says, where in the times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, not the Holy Spirit here, the spirit of the prince of the power of the air, uh, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. All right, so in times past before Jesus, uh, we were all under the spell of the prince of the air, Satan, his demons, who is uh, the prince and power of the air. He, he works in the air. He doesn't have a right. I went through this, I don't remember, four or five weeks ago. He does not have a right to earth. The only right he has to earth or to be in earth is, or permission to be here, is a, when a human being allows him, invites him in, uh, he possesses a human body, uh, he deceives a human body, so on and so forth. But until that happens, he, he's an illegal, and, and God looks over his land, and he cannot be here, does not have permission to be here. Jesus won the battle of earth, gave back the victory to us, gave back the authority to the human being, and it's our right now. It's our domain. Our domain. We have dominion over the earth once again. So Satan is the, the ruler of the air, the prince of the air. And then once again, going to one other scripture, Ephesians 6 and 12. And Ephesians 6 and 12 says, uh, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against dark, uh, spiritual wickedness, once again, in high places or in the air. Now back to First Timothy four one, the second scripture says they're going to give heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. The seducing spirit and a doctrine of the devil, uh, that means a spirit is seducing you with false information, doctrines of devil. Uh, Satan doesn't have a Bible, physical Bible. He has uh, a twisted truth that he's trying to get the believer to believe. Now, if you're, if you're a person of sound doctrine, if you're sound, sound mind, sound doctrine, if you're a built-up believer, strong study and praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, you're, you're, all the heavenly elements are in your life, the biblical heavenly elements or divine heavenly elements are in operation in your life, uh, Satan's not going to have a chance with you. But to those who are like lukewarm or, or carnal in their Christianity, it's going to be very easily for Satan to manipulate the word, twist the word uh, to where it, it piques your interest. You know, uh, you know this. I, I could preach this forever, but you should be getting it by now. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. That soul, the soul and the flesh part of you, uh, ha has a, a an interest of worldly things. So when Satan begins to twist and begins to bring something uh, creative. It sounds like it's recreative, but you can't recreate the truth. You can pervert the truth. You can twist the truth. So let's just say in the twisting of the truth, it appears to your flesh, carnal flesh, uh, weak you know, flesh. You're not strong spiritually. It appears to your flesh like something new, new revelation, exciting, flashy, and that's what we see now in the land. We see a lot of Christians that are that are carnal Christians, immature Christians, baby Christians, should be on meat but still on milk. 
and Satan is easily twisting the truth, peaking their flesh interest, uh, peaking their soul, that's weak interests. And now they begin to fall away because they've given heed to a seducing spirit and they've listened to his twisted word, doctrines of devils. Come on, preaching pretty good. Now, I've taught you this. I'm going to go through a little recap today. Satan is the, is the prince and power of the air. So he operates in the airways or he operates in information. So in order for Satan to, to disturb you mentally, to cause a mental disturbance, uh, he has to bring in uh, information opposite of the truth. All right, so if you're living a good life, you're living in in true God word, the Holy Spirit's conveying truth to you, uh, you're just going along life wonderfully. The moment Satan brings misinformation, now there's a disturbance. We can say this. I don't know if you're into uh, boating, yachting, but if you go on on a boat and there's calm seas, it's wonderful. You know, I don't mind a little chop. Uh, you know, uh, I don't even mind a little than more than a little chop, maybe medium-sized chop. Uh, but the the greater the wind blows, the bigger the disturbance, the effect of it, and the effect of it would be bigger waves, disturbance. It's the same way in an airplane. Uh, I I do like smooth flying. I don't like bouncing around in the air. I can handle it, but I don't like it. But when there's wind, or, or there's some kind of disturbance in the air. The, the effect of it is bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. Now, a believer should not live a bouncy, bouncy, bouncy life. Uh, a believer, you, you say, yeah, but, you know, we're in this world and so on and so forth. Well, I get it. Uh, but you even look at Jesus when the, when the carnal, quote, unquote, uh, disciples were in the same boat Jesus was in. You got to understand Jesus, the Messiah, the water walker. The one that defeated Satan, the miracle worker, the one that turned water into wine, the one that fed, you know, 5,000 beyond plus, plus, plus with two lo- two fish and, and five loaves, uh, the great wonder uh, of the world, Jesus, when he's in the boat and he's with you and I today, but when he's in the boat and they're whining about, hey, we're going to die, we're going to die. And Jesus, it had no effect on Jesus. How could it have an effect on some people in the boat and then no effect on someone else in the boat? And the answer is because he was of a sound mind. Uh, And they had been deceived by Satan. Uh, The other day we were in the Bahamas. We got to bring my grandson, uh, Little Pop, uh, for the first time. That's really not his birth name. His birth name is Richard. He's the third. But I call him Little Pop. And we were in the boat, and it was kind of rough. And I told his mother, I told Brittany, my daughter, I said, uh, hey, whatever you do, you know, don't tell him it's rough. You know, he's just uh, 20 months old. I said, don't tell him it's rough. You know, don't tell him to be careful. Don't tell him, you know, all the fearful, uh, you know, laced terms. Then she said, oh, okay, I won't, but why, Dad? And I said, because you, you have to learn bad habits. <clears throat> Now, some would, would argue with me, unless you're a doctor, and I don't know if you'd be a neuro doctor, what doctor you'd have to be, but uh, I believe that seasickness, that I believe that, you know, air, when you're sick in the airplane, all that stuff, I believe that's a, a, an effect of a learned fear. That's what I I could be wrong, uh, but when you get someone in the boat and say, oh, be careful, it's rough. Oh, do you feel all right? Why wouldn't I feel all right? Now, you got to understand that a child... 
uh, doesn't have the information that an adult has, so we convey information to a child. Come on, am I helping you yet? And if we're conveying bad information into a child, they're taking that bad information, putting it into their memory or their process or their head somewhere, and, and when something happens, they're going to reflect on that information and say, okay, seas are rough, I shouldn't feel good. Uh, why shouldn't you feel good? Well, my mom told me, my dad told me I could get sick. Why do you got to get sick? Come on now, say amen to this. All right, let's go back to mental disturbance, Satan. We learn things incorrectly, and then Satan can use those things we learned and cause a mental disturbance. I'm preaching better than what you're saying out there. Amen. Why don't you just go ahead and say amen? You're preaching good, Pastor, wherever you're watching from. Well, glory to God. Now, <clears throat> I want to get back to now. Now, we're, we're talking about mental disturbance. We're talking about Prince and powers, principality, power of, of the air, airwaves, information overload. We're living in a world where information is being conveyed to us 24 7, 365. You can have information at any time of the day. You can wake up at uh, you know three in the morning, four in the morning. You can get your phone, turn your phone on, get on social media, get on some kind of app, and you can be overwhelmed with information anytime, anywhere in the world, as long as you have internet. Uh, you know, 365 days a year. That's Satan working to try to extract the truth and replace it with a mistruth. Uh, therefore causing a disturbance. Am I making myself clear? Now, I want to go through some things. I dealt with this weeks ago, and this hit me this morning on my way in as I prepare, pray in tongues, pray over you guys, pray over the show. Uh, but I want to deal with a couple terms because the body of Christ is really on the edge of a slippery slope, a lot of us. Uh, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, uh, immature, and now when I say an immature Christian, I'm not dogging you you got to start somewhere, but there are those that are immature that should be mature. There are those that are still, that should be extremely holy, that are, if at all, barely, huh, you're not even in the only, you're kind of in the huh of the only, but you should be in the E, the Y of holy, if you know what I'm saying. But it's like this, if you're standing on the edge of a slippery slope, and on the other side of the slippery, muddy, extremely slippery, slippery slope is a deep, uh, you know, water, uh, sea, a lake, and you don't know how to swim. Why are you playing on the edge? Like, oh, I mean, are you flirting with, you know, death? You're flirting with evil. Do you want something bad to happen? Get off the edge. Get, get far away from the edge. Uh, go to run to safety today. You know, uh, leave. Come on, are you here? Uh, that that that, and that's where the body of Christ. A lot of the body of Christ has chose to live, is on the edge of good and danger, where you're really not on the edge of good. You're on the tail end of good, or on the you know front end of good, barely in good, and you're really more so in danger or flirting with bad. Um, I don't know about you, but I came out of bad, and I didn't want bad anymore. That's why I chose good. When I came to Jesus Christ, it wasn't like, hey, I've tried anything else. Let me try this, see if I like it. No, I came to the understanding that my life was an extreme mess. It was filthy. I was miserable. My uh, Mentally, I was disturbed. 
uh, and I said, hey, I don't want to live this life anymore, and someone told me about Jesus Christ and that I could have peace, I can have freedom, I could have deliverance, and on and on it went, and I said, uh, I really want help. I need what they're offering me, and when I accepted him, everything changed in my life. Now, everything changed for good, so if everything changed for good, why in the world would I want to resort to what I had before him bad? Come on, preaching pretty good. Now, I want to warn you here. I'm almost out of time. When you hear information, you receive it or spit it out. But before you spit it out, you think on it. All information that you receive, you think on. It's called meditate. Now, you'll either meditate it to the point of it's not for me, it's not relevant, it's not good, and you'll cast it out, or you'll think on it to the point of, okay, uh, whether good or evil, you'll think on it to the point of this is meditation. Meditation, You'll think on it, and you'll begin to revelate it. Pay attention to this. As you revelate it, uh, you begin to uh, go into the depths of imagination. Uh, in imagination, it takes on a reality. So if Satan offers you something that's not real, that doesn't have natural properties, it's not a manifested thing. It's like far out. But you accept it because there's something in it that your soul or your flesh desires. You'll bring it from the thinking on it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, maybe, no, this is wrong. I got to get rid of this. This is perverted. This is whatever, whatever. To maybe I kind of like it. Well, in meditation, <coughs> there's this Bible word. It's a Greek word. I don't have time to get into it because in the English translation, it's pretty powerful itself, is the word consideration. This is a, a, a very, it's a great word. Consideration is a great, you know, ability. But when you're considering something evil, this word now becomes very, or what this word describes becomes very critical to your future because the minute you begin to consider anything evil, anything ungodly, anything that you should not have or should not be a part of as a Christian, you've already started the descent on the slippery slope. In consideration, it would be like this. All right, I'm a man. I'm not a woman. I can't tell you what women struggle with. But as a man, all men uh, have to guard themselves from the opposite sex. They're, you know, uh, like as a Christian man, you say, oh, my God, you're, you're no, I'm not like I'm not perverted. I don't walk around with my tongue out of my mouth, but I'm wise as well. And if someone's dressed, you know, inappropriately, younger woman, and I don't mean a teenager, I'm just saying, or any kind of woman, um, I'm going to shut my eye, turn my head, and run from it. I'm not going to sit there and, and allow my brain to engage into consideration. Uh, I'm going to shut that thing off. I'm going to cast that thing out, and I'm going to go uh, from it then I'm going to allow the truth, come on, are you here, uh, to prevail. Now, the problem with consideration is it's going to lead to the worst part of this formula. Then the worst part of this formula is domination. So you have meditation. I don't know if I've shared this. I've preached this, but I don't know if I've shared it on podcasts. You have a meditation to think about. Revelation is uh, receiving or, or meditating, thinking over and over, 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 and over again. Uh, uh, revelation is bringing a picture to that thing you meditated. Consideration is going, okay, I like this picture. I like what I think it could feel like. I like what I think it could produce. Uh, now, hold on. This is all coming from a mental disturbance or mental attack, something in the air 
that doesn't belong. So now once you get the consideration, you're thinking of feeling, you're thinking of not a bad result, but the result, in, you know, in the interim result. But then when you get to domination, that means the thought, even though it's ungodly, even though you know better, it's now dominating your brain. That The thought, the image, you walk around all day long, it's dominating your brain. It's now going to begin to dominate your flesh. It's not going to dominate your spirit. Your spirit's going to be dormant to this because your spirit's not evil. Your spirit's been made heavenly. But now, uh, I'm out of time, but let me finish this thought. Uh, now, this dominating idea is going to rule your thoughts. It's going to rule your thought realm to the point where it's going to torment you. It's going to yield great torment, and so many Christians are walking around tormented because they allowed in wrong information. They position themselves around wrong people that are conveying wrong information. You're watching wrong TV shows that yield wrong information. You're watching, you're listening, you're watching social media, you're dreaming, you're watching, you're envisioning. Uh, things of this world. You should not be in love with the things of this world. You should not desire the things of this world. Uh, you should not be jealous of worldly people with worldly things. And the moment you do, you put yourself at risk for this formula I just shared. You get into domination. The next thing, I don't have time to go through the whole progression, but after your thoughts are dominated, this idea will begin, and, and it's a spirit-led idea. So if it's, uh, the devil's the god of the airwaves and he begins to deal with you with ideas in the air, prince power of the air, or through television, through radio, through uh, a, a so-called friend's mouth, through a, a false preacher, false prophet's mouth, and that information comes into you and you it begins to dominate your thoughts, the next thing is that demon of that thought will possess you, take you over. Uh, you got to be careful what you yield yourself to. I yield myself to Jesus Christ. I yield myself to my heavenly Father and to the great Holy Spirit. I'm not yielding myself to the thoughts of the devil, the small g God of this world, the information of this world. I yield myself to the truth, and I hope you do too. Now, uh, we're closing. In closing, if you say, well, that's me, that's me, that's me. Well, if you recognize that you're not possessed by a devil, but... If you don't recognize it and you shut me down, you got a problem. Uh, say, I recognize it. Well, take those thoughts now, bind them up. Just take your hand and say, I bind these ungodly, unruly, demonic thoughts up. I, I take authority over them and I cast them to the ground according to my word, according to my scripture. It says anything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God, truth, uh, you have to cast it down. So cast down, I don't know if it's a sexual thought I don't know if it's a thought of greed. I don't know if it's a thought of jealousy. I don't know if it's an ungodly anger. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is that's dominating your mind, that's calling, causing a disturbance mentally, you have to grab a hold of it. Phys you know, physically get your hands up. Get angry at this thing. Grab this information. Pluck it out like it'd be a weed. Get down in, in the root of it and pull it out and cast it down. Say, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. And then replace it with something truth, something in God's word. I love you. Uh, Pastor Richard Summerlin, richardsummerlin.com, newwaychurchfl.com. Don't forget Wednesday night, 645, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Until next time, I surely love you. Amen.